Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. On today's Patriot Nation podcast, we are back. Uh, we are setting up the offseason. And I know that's not officially the offseason yet because the Super Bowl is, uh, is this weekend. But we're setting up the offseason. We're going to tell you what's coming next on the Patriot Nation podcast, what you can expect from us in the next uh, 10 to 12 weeks before the draft. And uh, and we'll also actually talk a little bit about the Super Bowl, unfortunately. So, But it's going to be a heck of a show, so buckle up and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has Pass. Wilson, quick throw. And it's really has dude we were talking before the show it's uh it's kind of that dead period that we're experiencing for the first time in four years right i mean it's dark it's cold it's you know we haven't had patriots football to look forward to um you know it's been almost a month now since uh without it and it's it's uh you can probably tell my voice it's pretty depressing it's pretty depressing man you know it's (laughs) it's like i said Middle of the season for the NHL and NBA, if you follow it. Obviously, the Super Bowl is coming up. Should be a good game. We'll, we'll get into that. But, man, it's weird. It's weird. I don't want to go through this anymore. And we're going to have to. We're going to get have to get used to it. But, damn, this sucks. Well, right. And and you know what? I mean, you said four years, right? The Patriots have been, obviously, in three straight Super Bowls. But, you know, they've played in an AFC Championship game every single year since 2011. So, you know, you really talk about it's been eight years you know, since, since we've had to wait this long, you know, in between games. Uh, and so, you know, even when they lost and didn't make the, make the Super Bowl, at least we had football all the way up until last weekend. And and now we've been, we've been sitting around since, since wildcard weekend watching other teams play football. So we've been, we've been incredibly spoiled, obviously, but it's been, it has been nice. I will say to have a little bit of downtime and obviously it's been long and we're kind of looking forward to, you know, to, to the off season and stuff, but it's been nice to have a little bit of downtime and, you know, kind of look at some, look at some prospects and stuff. And that's kind of what we're going we're, we're gonna to be talking about today, but you know, it's, it's really just, it's, it's been weird. It's been weird to have a January that's football free, but I'll tell you, I don't have any, I don't have any butterflies in my stomach. I'm not worried about the game this weekend. I Obviously, was just going to say that, blue, but so, so much less stressful. It is though. And it's, <laughs> that comes with winning and being there so much. Like yeah. 
you know what it's like. And anyway, listening, that's a fan, like leading up to that game, those two weeks, the first week after you win that, that, that off week or bye week, whatever they call it, you're still riding high. Like, holy shit, oh, Super yeah. Bowl. Like what a win. Cause it's normally, you know, down to the wire, these AFC championship games, especially oh, yeah. the last few years. Yep. And then it's like Tuesday hits, you get media day and it's like, oh shit, like here comes the game. And you know, you get the, that whole day. It's just like, you're thinking, what if, what if, what if, and you know, the butterflies, you know. the game feels like it's three days long. So it'll be good to get a little bit of an off year because it's taken years off both of our lives. I think it, yeah. the, the more Super Bowls they continue to go to. It's so true. And you know what? It, it's so funny, but Feidelberg from Barstool always talks about how like winning so much is tiring and takes years off your life, right? Where you're like it really constantly is. He, in he it. says it in like a, he doesn't even mean it. I mean, he means it in a cocky Barstool way, but like it's true. It really it is? is true. 100%. Yep. It really is because you're, because you're on the edge of your seat nonstop, totally invested. You're going not only are you totally invested in every game, but then it's going longer. And then as you go, I mean, obviously, you know, a, a random game in November matters a heck of a lot less than the AFC championship game. So, you know, you're invested in, in these games even more. It's more stress. It's everything else. You're up late. It's like, you know, there's this whole thing. And it's been, it's been kind of nice. Now, hopefully we don't make a trend out of it, but it's been kind of nice to not have to be super stressed about anything. So it really um, is. And, and we can get going on our, you know, Obviously, I've started a little bit of my draft stuff the last few days, breaking down some wide receivers, and it's good to get a little bit. But I remember we talked, and I was like, you know, should we get into our draft stuff? And you're like, you know, I really haven't looked into many prospects. Which I don't blame you. You're like, yeah, it's 12 weeks till the draft. And I'm like, Phew. right. I'm used to like end of the year, you know, you get the Super Bowl hoorah, or, you know, you, you discuss the Super Bowl and what went wrong for a week or two, and then it's okay. It's, you know two and a half months, you know, two months till the draft, the combines right around the corner. So it's like, all right, let's go turn the page quick. But like, now it's like, Oh, like there's nothing to talk about. It's all Brady, Brady, Brady. And I mean, at least there's something right. to talk about, I guess, regarding the Patriots. But as far as the draft goes, it's, it's going to be a long 12 weeks. <laughs> it is. It really is going to be a long, it's going to be a long time, but we have the good news is we have a lot of stuff for you. So those of you that are new to the pulpit feed, if you're not, you know, then, then you already know this, but we do have some shows. We actually added a new show. It's called Deep Down the Middle. It's with Brian Phillips and Ryan Kieran. They are right now on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. Um, and so those shows are there. They exist uh, online. They will be coming over to the feed as well. I'm not sure when that will be happening, but they will be coming over to the podcast feed as well. Uh, but they started that show, obviously, with the Sco Show with Mark Schofield, who will be on with us doing some draft stuff. And uh, there's the Pat's Bowler podcast with Rich Hill and Alex Shane. And then uh, for us, obviously, we are the pa uh, Patriot Nation podcast, which comes out on Fridays. And so, you know, we had some interesting things come kind of coming our way. Uh, we try to give you as much content as we can, and we're going to continue that content. You know, I know Mark was down at the at the Senior Bowl, and so he tried to give a decent amount of content through that. And we're going to continue to do what we did last year, which is – during the draft, and you know, for those of you that weren't around during the draft or weren't listening during the draft, during the draft, we did a quick five minute podcast on every single pick that went through, which was really cool. We were able to, you know, one or two of us, depending on who it was, able to sit down and just do a quick five minutes. Here's who this guy is. Here's how we think they'll fit in. Here's why we like it. Here's why we don't like it. And just a quick little five minute thing, which is really cool. So, unfortunately, I had to do one this week on Skarnakia, which we can talk about in a, in a minute, but, um, it's a good way to just get some really quick information out there. And it's typically last year, what we tried to do was get it online 
within 20 to 30 minutes of the pick being made. So you could listen to it at night after, you know, if you're watching the draft, you can listen to it, boom, pop it in. There you go. So, um, you know, we try to, we try to kind of keep, keep you up on that. So, and in the meantime, we're going to try to, you know, give you as much content as we can over the next few weeks. Obviously, we were talking about this off air. There's going to be some news about Brady one way or the other. There's going to be some news about Brady before the draft. So, you know, we'll be, I'm sure we'll be talking a heck of a lot about that. Um, you know, and, and we're also going to be breaking down prospects. And so Spags, you know, I can kind of let you take, take this part away, but, um, but we are going to be kind of doing the same type of thing that we did last year. We're going to be adding, uh, you know, a little bit more to it even. Yeah. Um, obviously for me, if you haven't been following along on Twitter, Ryan underscore Spags, I broke down, um, kind of leading up to the draft, trying to do one each day, a position focused, um, each week with a, with a player that they're, you know, not necessarily a draft breakdown of every player that you'll see out there from, from a number of guys, but some guys that they might be linked to that might fit the system or, you know, kind of typically one per round, right. One to, you know, one to two, three to four, and then a late round or even an undrafted guy. I'm going to be doing that for receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks, linemen, safeties, kind of some areas of need that, that, that they can, you know, get youth at, get, get younger at and, and can help them out. Um, but yeah, then, then obviously as the, as the draft gets closer, we're going to have a bunch of different guys on, you know, for instance, Mark Schofield, who's a, has hosted the Sco show, as you guys know, very good with quarterbacks, for instance, for example, we'll have him on the week. We'll be talking about quarterbacks or breaking them right. down. Um, and, and different guys, you know, Ben Solak's a, a friend of the show. I'm sure he'll join us at some point. So a lot of draft stuff, a lot of off season talk, um, but like we talked about in the beginning, it's kind of that dry period where whatever news we can get, we can, we'll, we'll kind of break down as much as we can. That's why we're, uh, recording today, kind of talk about the Skarnakia, our plans for the off season, let you guys know, and then, uh, we'll go from there. Right. Exactly. And that's, you know, and kind of our plan is, you know, is similar to last year where it's like, we're going to go in depth one week, right? Every week we'll go in depth on one position, like you said, and we'll have a guy on and, and hopefully, um, you know, it'll be someone who specializes in that particular area. So like, you know, like you were talking about, uh, Sko is, is great at quarterbacks. And so he is always breaking down quarterbacks and especially, you know, prospect wise, he's always looking at quarterbacks. So when we talk about quarterbacks, that's why he'll be on because he's our quarterback guy. So we have a good wide receiver guy who I won't, I won't give that away just yet, but we have a good wide receiver guy who's already, uh, you know, coming on and we have some other guys booked in as well. So we have some good stuff. And then at the end, the week before the draft, we'll do our full first round mock draft. So uh, just like we did last year. So we got some good stuff coming on. And like I said, you know, all the other news is going to come up through the off season. But let's get into this into the scar news. Um, I talked about the scar news a little bit last night in, in the emergency podcast. But um, it's uh, it's hard, man. It's tough. It's really hard when you start looking around and you start looking at what the Patriots are going to be dealing with on the offensive line. We're talking about Joe Tooney and Tooney's probably going to be gone. It looks that way. At least it's heading that way. If Tooney's gone, you have Marcus Cannon, who was a real question mark last year, really struggled last year. And then you got a guy like David Andrews, who, you know, wants to be back, says that he wants to come back, but it's not up to him. You know, it's a question of whether he's going to be medically cleared to come back or not. And at any time you have those blood clots in your lungs like that, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to come back from. It's a tough thing to, to know what's going to happen and what the future is going to hold for him. So, uh, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of question marks going in and now you're losing 
arguably the best offensive line coach in the NFL, um, if not of all time. And so, you know, that's it's certainly certainly a problem, especially if you have a guy like Tom, you know, 40, 42 year old Tom Brady behind there. Yeah, and that's one way I looked at it, right? You got 42, 43-year-old Brady with a new offensive line coach. Um, a lot of instability there this year, especially. Uh, was pressured, running for his life. And like I said, now Scar's gone. But, you know, to, to kind of look at the other way, look at it the other way, they, they had to have known this was coming, right? I mean, he was 72 years old. Um, you know, it was almost like he was going to coach literally forever. Um, right. and, and Cole Popovich has been kind of the guy rumored. I know Fourier who broke the news said that he was the guy that they were going to promote. He was an assistant running backs coach behind Ivan fears last year, worked closely with the offensive line. And you know, those, those, those guys, those coaches, you don't see what they do and how much they mean to that organization and that team. They had to have known that, that the time was coming that, you know, they've said, I know a lot of leaks have come out with Popovich has worked closely with the offensive line the last two years. So you have to be able to trust that, you know, he's at least taken some of the load off a of scar last year and, and learned obviously from the best. Right. But I think the way I looked at it is getting David Andrews back is really, really the, the, the X factor to that. Um, you know, it looks like we talked about before the show, it looks like Joe Thune. I mean, I love him. I hope he comes back, but you know, with him hitting the open market, I think he's going to get Zach Martin money, like big, big time money, and he absolutely deserves it. Um, so with losing him, you know, kind of a question at left tackle, I guess, because of how healthy Isaiah Wynn can, uh, can stay. Marcus Cannon's getting old. If you can get David Andrews back, and Ted Karras did a good job. Don't get me wrong. He did fine this year, but he's really that X factor. The center is so important to that offensive line. He's the anchor. If you don't get him back, that's when I'll start to worry even with Scar gone. But if Scar's gone, I mean, obviously with Scar gone and Popovich likely taken over, if you can get Andrews back, you know, Andrews was coaching this year. He was at every practice. I don't think he missed a thing. So um, if you can get him back and yeah, it, it, it helps mightily to that offensive line. Right. No, it's true. And, and I think, you know, I think the other part of it too is that you start looking around and you say, okay, Shaq Mason played bad this year, had a rough year. And I think he was hurt, but you know, but it, that's those are the question marks. And even, you know, you mentioned a guy like Ted Karras who, you know, was fine. He was okay, but he's a free agent too. So now it's like, well, then if you want to bring him back, now you're going to bring, you know, you're going to pay him to bring him back too. So, you know, that's where the Andrews thing matters even more because now you're wondering, oh my God, like, you know, if he can't come back, now we have to bring back Karras and pay Karras money to be here and Karras is fine. You know, it's, so it's this whole thing that, so look, uh, the offensive line is the most important thing. It is the most important thing. Okay. Especially with Brady's uh, age, likely that he's coming back. Right. I mean, obviously. Right. And what, you know, I mean, but any quarterback. Just, right. And that's, and the, that's the thing, right? It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. If you can't protect him, it doesn't matter. Right. And so you have to have, you have to have an offensive line. Now, obviously Brady's a little bit less mobile than other guys they could bring in. Um, but you know, either way, the offensive line has to be, you know, has to be working at a hundred percent. And unfortunately, uh, it's not going to be there anyways, no matter what, because Scar is not there. But, you know, you hope you can have as much there as 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 possible, at least. And so, you know, we'll see. I mean, look, it's not going to be easy. You got to remember, and you said they probably saw this coming. He retired six years ago. Yep. Six he came years back. Ago, he they begged him you know? to come back, I'm sure, and threw him a chunk oh, they, of change. Yeah. Well, you, do, you know, that 2014 season, 
he was putting guys through workouts. He was scouting guys. He was kind of he was kind of mentoring DeGuglielmo on the side a little bit, I think. And then 2015, I think he stepped away from that, and the offensive line was just trash. And they were like, "Oh my god, like we we please come back because that was a disaster." <laughs> and so then he comes back, and you know, obviously they go to the Super Bowl in 16, 17, and 18, and uh, you know, and, and didn't go this year, but he, he coached for four more years, and so you know, will. Could he do the same type of thing where he's around kind of scouting people and helping out a little bit this offseason? I think it's possible. Um, but you know, even still him not him not being there coaching is is gonna be is gonna be a hit. So, you know, we'll see. Look, I mean, it there's there's no way to know exactly what's gonna happen yet. Um, but you just gotta trust that one of those two guys, you know, and you mentioned Popovich and there's the other guy who was the um I can't think of his name right now, too. It's another another Italian guy. Uh, who who was the assistant offensive line coach basically this year? Um, who was also mentioned um, about about possibly taking over? I think Popovich is the more likely uh, is the more likely fit. Um, but either way, you got to hope that one of those guys can step in and you know and do an admirable job uh, w- with Scar gone. So, and look, I mean, as far as the Brady news is concerned, right now there's no news, and everyone's speculating and everyone's talking about it. And you know, we can go. We back don't want to do it. Well, that's the thing. I mean, honestly, we th- at this point, it doesn't make any sense. But here's one thing that I do want to bring up. Only because people are talking about this whole Derek Carr thing and, you know, Carr's coming here and Tannehill's coming here and all this other stuff. If Tom Brady doesn't come back next year, it's $16.5 million on the cap. Okay? If Derek Carr's coming here, you're paying him $25 million. You're paying him $25 million. Like, that's what you're paying him. Because that's what he's getting anywhere. Right. Unless he really wants to come here and he's taking a pay cut to come here, but you're paying him between 20 and $25 million a year. If that's the case, that means that your cap hit just from your quarterbacks is $41.5 million. What are we doing? You're going to, you're going to have a $41 million cap hit. Why? Because you want to move on from Tom Brady to play Derek Carr. It doesn't make any sense. What I'm saying to you is that. Don't get your hopes up for one of these other quarterbacks. They're not coming here this year. They're not. It doesn't make any sense for them to come here next year. Salary cap-wise, it makes no sense. To me, the starting quarterback next year is either Tom Brady or Jardston. That's it. That's that. Now, that's my opinion. But again, I just I look at it and say it doesn't make sense for them to bring in a guy they're going to have to pay between $20 and $25 million, which, by the way, they're going to have to do that with everyone. And – it doesn't make sense to take a flyer on a guy like Andy Dalton because if they trust Stidham, then why bring in a guy like Dalton to compete against him? It's stupid. You know, bring in some guy to, to be your backup, fine. But, you know, anything more than that, you know, you, now you're tanking Stidham. It doesn't make any sense. So the only re- – to me, the only reason they'd move on is is because, you know, either Brady wants too much money, which I think is not necessarily plausible, but who knows. Or they or they think Stidham is ready and they're ready to move on with Stidham. Which look, if if Phil makes that decision, he makes that decision. But again, salary cap wise, I don't think it makes sense to bring in Philip Rivers, which would, that that's not happening. But like Derek Carr or Tannehill, it's not it's not gonna happen. No, it's not. And and dude, if it's Stidham, if it's Brady, I you know, it's I really I don't even want to go down this path because I just can't see him losing leaving. I've I've said it all along, but like, I mean, you're right. Like they're not gonna these people are like oh he's a bridge quarterback. Like you're right, forty one million dollars. Like 
quarterbacks should, on the open market, especially the ones out there now, Bridgewater, huge year, right? Yep. Tannehill, great year, like unbelievable year. Phillip Rivers, Hall of Fame, you know, make the debate, one of the best quarterbacks we've seen, you know, numbers-wise the last 10 to 15 years, big money. You know, maybe a Mariota. But like you said, why are they going to donate, you know, almost 25% of their cap for A, a player not even going to be here, and B, B, to bring another guy in and add to it? No. You get a guy on a rookie deal if that's the case. But like I said, I think I think Tom's just having a little fun with us. The first time he's in free yeah. agency, he might be tooling with it, keep his name in the media a little bit, and just, you know, throwing little hints right. out here that he might be leaving, little hints out here that he's staying. I, I, he's a corny guy. I hope he's just having some fun with us. I, I don't want to get into it because I don't think it's he's going anywhere. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's Stidham or Brady. That's it. Yeah. Unless they no, go on no, draft no, guy, obviously, that they're high on and they come and play right away. But I highly doubt it because of the way they, they view quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting this offseason. I think it's really fascinating. Look, you think about when Scar retired last time. And I think it's I think it's interesting because in 2013, we started questioning Brady. And then you're saying, you know, Brady's taking a step back and we don't know what's going on. And remember, they drafted Jimmy G in the second round that year. And then they draft Correct. him. And, Brady, and Belichick comes out and goes, hey, we all know the quarterback's age and contract situation. That was his response when they drafted Jimmy G. So we're in a similar situation this year. We're in a similar situation. The team, you know, we weren't necessarily happy with where the team finished. Now, obviously, the end of 2013 and the end of this year were a little bit different. Obviously, they lost in the AFC Championship game in 2013. But, you know, definitely flaws in that team. Uh, wide receiving wise, that that team was terrible. Wide receiving wise, Kimball Tompkins took the number Austin two. Austin Collie. I mean, it was brutal, Aaron right? Dawson. So, like, oh. yeah. So you start looking around and you start saying, man, like that 2013 team and this team is similar. Are they going to do something similar where they're going to go out and draft a quarterback in the first? Well, they don't have a second round pick, but are they going to draft a quarterback in the first round? And I don't know. I mean, if, you know, if they think Stidham's the guy, they think Stidham's the guy, but. It's just an interesting take that you look at it and it's like, this team's in a similar situation than it was six years ago. And of course, you know, we, we remember how that ended up, but you know, it, it, anyways, who knows what's going to happen. And I think I don't want to speculate it on. And like you said, we don't want to spend time speculating on it. We got plenty of time to do that. I just think this is all these news about coming out, you know, coming out about, Oh, this guy's coming here and this guy's coming. Here. I just, it doesn't, Cap-wise, it doesn't make sense to do it because they're going to spend so much damn money on the cap. It's just, it's, it's stupid. So anyways, look, that's all we got, I think, right? You, you don't have anything else, anything else to add, do you? That's it. Just a quick little one, let you guys know what was coming. Okay. Um, we'll yep. probably keep them pretty short if we do any shows before now. And and really when the, the draft stuff coming out, you know, pro days and combines. But once that comes out, we're back to normal. You know, one one show a week. You know, forty to forty minutes to an hour breaking down, guys. I know a lot of people love the draft, and this year the beauty of them, the only beauty of them, taking a little bit of an early exit. Uh, we get a little bit more time to break down some guys and, and kind of really exactly. take a deeper dive into, you know, what where they where they need some help and and to get young at. So, yeah. um, follow along on, to me on Twitter. I know Pat, you're going to get into it a little bit more. Um, yes, like I said, twelve weeks of the draft. I'm a little ahead of schedule because I'm not used to it, but no, we'll, we'll both be there, and I'm looking already. forward to it. Yeah. One thing I forgot, I totally blew it. I said it at the beginning of the show and I completely forgot. Super Bowl takes. Uh, wh- give me your Super Bowl take. What do you think is going to happen yeah, on Sunday? I'll go real quick, man. I, I As much as it hurts me, I, I think the Chiefs, um, I really do. I just think after that, uh, when versus New England, I honest to God thought it was their year. They haven't lost in 
a long, yeah. long time. They're rolling offensively. Um, and, and they're digging themselves out of holes. They're, they're kind of that team like, hey, we get down 10, we get down 14, we're not nervous. Uh, Mahomes is playing uh, like otherworldly. Um, and, and I just think it's it, it's finally going to be Andy Reid's time. Like he's he's been great, you know, and just has caught some bad luck. He's choked a lot. I think um, I think if you're going to, you know, as much as it crazy as it sounds, who's going to like, you know, give the way, give away the game. As much as you want to say Andy Reid, I think it's Kyle Shanahan because if they can't run the ball effectively, and no no offense to Jimmy G, he's not you know a bad quarterback. If they can't run the ball effectively or get pressure on Mahomes, it might be a long night. I mean, I got to say it's kind of unfair. I mean, when has Kyle Shanahan ever blown a big lead in a huge game? It's never happened before. Oh no, I mean, never, Kyle, never. You know, he's going to. Oh man! Can't even say that straight face. Imagine twenty-eight three. Imagine they get up. Imagine they get up big again, and Shanahan's like, "Oh no!" Oh, well, God, they were up twenty-eight three in the in the NFC Championship game, and Rogers. I think it was a touchdown field goal. They were up by like fourteen ish, with like ten yeah, to go. I mean, it was like, "Oh shit!" Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, you know what? I think though, in my opinion, San Francisco, I think takes it. Uh, I just think for me, I hope they do. I hope they do. I really do. Yeah. Well, you know, and the, the thing for me is that I just I feel like San Francisco's defense is too good. Their and defense their defense is so consistent. Kansas City's defense isn't good enough, in my opinion, to stop to stop San Francisco. Now, San Francisco threw the ball what eight times in the NFC Championship They've game. Been, yeah, you know the other thing the is too, Kansas City's Kansas City's played like I don't want to say dog shit, but like you know they haven't had a very tough road to the Super Bowl. Um, no, you know, and, and they've played, you know, obviously give them a lot of credit for stopping Henry. I think their defense showed up that day. Mike Pennell yeah. is making plays. Uh, their run defense has improved mightily week to week, but with the way, you know, Shanahan's drawn up these RPOs and, and zone weeks, like they're, they're just, they're, everything they're drawing up is just effective. They're, they're pounding right. the ball. I mean, Raheem Mostert, I mean, then you mix in Tevin Coleman. It's just, yeah. they, they got a lot of weapons, right? But, right. uh, I, well, I mean, look, the thing to me is that if you're Kansas City, you have to do two things, okay? Number one, you have to get San Francisco to play man defense and not zone. They're too good in zone. You're not going to beat them playing zone. So they're going to have to get into man. And whether you do that with RPOs or running the ball, or I don't know how you do that, but you have to get them out of zone because they're too good in zone. And then offensively, you have to make Jimmy G beat you. And we've been impressed with Jimmy G so far. He's done really nothing in the playoffs because he really hasn't had to do anything in the playoffs. And so, you know, he had some suspect plays against against Minnesota. Luckily, they didn't really need him. He threw, what, eight passes in the NFC Championship game? So they don't, they haven't needed him. If you can stop that running game or get up to like a 10-0 lead or something like that, now they have to throw the ball. You put the game in Jimmy G's hands. And I'm not saying he can't do it because I he I think he's capable of doing it. But we haven't seen it from him yet. And so now he has to prove that he can go out there and do it. And to me, that's how you win the game. So, you know, we'll see I don't, whether Kansas City can do that or not. I don't know. I personally don't think they can. And so that's why I think I think San Francisco is going to win. But I do think it should be a pretty good game. So we'll see. And obviously, I'm rooting for San Francisco because I just, Same here. you know, screw the friggin' Chiefs. Okay, that's, that's the way em. I feel. So screw them. I might. Anyways, yeah. So. Anyways, all right. Well, thank you for listening, guys. And uh, and like I said, we'll we'll continue on with with a lot of content over uh, over the off season. And uh, we'll probably be back next week. I would think we'll probably be back next yeah. week. Uh, you know, if we're not in in too much of a depression for the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, we'll see. We'll see that. <laughs> so, all right, all right guys, guys. Take we'll care. Talk we'll talk to you soon. soon.